Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He has all the talent in the world. He has the makings to be a great one. And like you said, he needs some help around him, the offensive line. And it's not, you know, he knows he's got to play better. Everybody's got to play better. I think everybody understands that. It's not there yet. Go look at what Buffalo did with Josh Allen. They signed a veteran offensive line. They signed Mitch Morse to a big contract. All right, they're drafting Spencer, big offensive tackle. Deion Dawkins is nice on that left side. Go look at their backups in Buffalo. Those guys could be starters on any team in the National football league. And that's across the board with that football team. It's a new regime, all right? Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles, they're not responsible for the sins of the past. They're not. So everybody just needs to quit pointing the finger, let these guys build it how they want to build it. All the pieces aren't in place, and they want to do it with a young, talented quarterback because that's where it starts. And the Bears have one in Justin Fields. What's up? I'm Mark Grody. Yesterday, I was at Hall of Hallis covering the Chicago Bears like I do. And as the day was wrapping up, we were some of us were in the media room. We got the TVs on and we're watching the, the Bills-Lions game. And I'm trying to get the hell out of there because I've got to go to my Thanksgiving dinner with my family. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I, the game is on the score. So I'm going to go listen to this tie game between the Bills and the Lions. I get in, I punch button number one, 670 the score, and I hear the broadcast. And I'll be damned if it wasn't Jim Miller on the broadcast doing the game yesterday. A Bills 28 to 25 win over the Detroit Lions. And then today, I get to host the next two hours of this show with the former Chicago Bears quarterback, Jim Miller. What's going on, Jim? How are you, man? I, I'm doing great, man. Yeah, I got called into duty. Uh, you know, it was basically an audible by uh, Howard Denneroff. And I had to fill in for Tony Baselli. He was he was down, so I said, "Put me in, coach. Give me a chance. <laughs> Just give me a chance." And so they called me in off the bench, and it was a pleasure to do it. And it was a really funny story behind it too, because on Tuesday I go to my 16 year old son Manny, and I say, "Hey, man, why, why don't we go to the Lions game on Thanksgiving? Uh-huh. Game? You know, Josh uh-huh. Allen, everybody's coming to town." And then he goes and blabs to his mom, and his mom quickly shut it down. She's like, "I got dinner <laughs> scheduled for one o'clock." <laughs> On Thanksgiving Day. That's not happening. <laughs> and then Howard calls me on Wednesday mo- or Wednesday night. It was like a late because Tony Baselli had bronchitis. Okay, okay. And so 
I'm like, this is like a gift from the football gods. I get to go to the game, and now I get to call it? Are you serious? And so <laughs> Manny stayed home. My wife's whole family came into town, so he stayed at home with family. I got to go to the game. It was an incredible game, and obviously filling in for Tony Baselli, Hall of Famer, there's big shoes to fill. They're yeah. like size, whatever he is, <laughs> 17, 18. Yeah. But it was terrific. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I hope you did too, and I hope all of Chicago had a great Thanksgiving. But what a game. Yeah, no, it was great, and it was – was it was because I was like, okay, I'm working with Jim. I was like, I don't know where he is. Is he gonna be in the studio? What's he been up to? And then there you were. I'm like, yeah. okay, I know what's up. I know what's going on. Um, so y- yesterday, the and it was a hell of a game. The and I haven't really talked about any of these games. The the Bills beat the Lions 28 to 25. Tyler Bass game winning 45 yard field goal. Uh, Josh Allen was brilliant on the the game winning drive 36 yards to to Stefan Diggs, a couple of 12 yard runs on that final drive. So it was Buffalo doing what they do and that's got to suck though for the Detroit Lions because you're that close, Jim, for their sake and this is, you know, we, this is the Bears competition and the Lions are trying to build something going forward as well. They could have been 5 and 6 with a four game winning streak and said they're 4 and 7. So that had to like in terms of this season and this team and what they're trying to do, that that had to be a heartbreaker for them. Well, it, it was a heartbreaker, but I, I think everybody understands they're they're trying to build something. You know, they're they're trying to build something they much like the Bears, they've got a new regime that is coming there. And I'll give you a, a funny story. So 2 years ago, same thing. Tony Baselli had COVID. So Howard Denneroff calls me Christmas Day. He said, uh, the Lions are playing Tampa Bay the day after Christmas. He said, Jim, I'm kind of in a jam. Can you can you go call the Lions game tomorrow? I said, yeah, what the hell? I'll go call the game. Yeah. And so go call the game. Lions are getting smoked. 38 nothing at halftime. The game's over. I mean, it was a dog uh-huh. game. And I remember Chris Spielman, the former linebacker, he comes in. I'm friends with Chris. He comes into the to the to the booth and says, "Man, is we had a break?" And he's like, "Man, that's just a beat down team. They're beat down mentally, they're beat down physically, they're beat down emotionally." And I even said during the bro- broadcast, I said, "This it kind of looks like a pickup game, like when you show up at the gym and yeah. you know guys are just it's just a collection of individuals." But look where they are now. Uh huh. I mean, that team fights. That team fights. They're together. They know they're not. They're not the most talented team. I mean, even look at when the Bears faced the Lions two weeks ago. The Bears had them by two touchdowns. The Bears should have won that game. Yeah. The Bears should have closed it out. Yeah. But they're fighting. They've got a Munro St. Brown. They're using every avenue they can to win and compete. And they're doing some things differently. Even yesterday, they had opportunities to win that game. It was kind of a David Girth versus Goliath type of game. But there they were. They were in it to the end. Mm-hmm. So you give a lot of credit to Dan Campbell. You give a lot of credit. And I'd say the same thing about the Bears. I think Matt Eberflus, I think Ryan Poles, they have given the Bears every opportunity because they are in games when they should not be because they're not where they need to be just yet. Not yet. Not yet. That is the voice of Jim Miller. I am Mark Grody. Uh, Jim will be here with us until the 1 o'clock. I will be here until 2 at which time it will be a couple of uh, Jim Miller's co-workers taking over. Gabe Ramirez and uh, Lou Canellis will be on from uh, 2 to 6 today. You think they'll be able to hold it down, Jim? It sounds like you're kind of interested in that. Yeah. I, I think Lou's got the stamina. He just he just goes. <laughs> yeah, you know? Just go. Just like you, man. Just Lou like... can roll. <laughs> um, 
Jared Goff yesterday, 23-37, couple TDs. Uh, Jim mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. He had 122 yards and a TD. And before we get to the Bears, while we're on the Bears competition, the Vikings are interesting too. They they beat the Patriots yesterday, 33-26. to Kirk Cousins, 299, three touchdown passes. Justin Jefferson, just great. Nine catches, 139 yards, and a touchdown. So the Patriots are six and five. The Vikings are nine and two, but they feel like that nine and two team, Jim, that nobody really trusts as a nine and two team. Where do you land with the Vikings right now? Yeah, I think they they still have some work to do defensively, in my opinion. And at time, you know, and again, a lot of it's on Kirk Cousins. You know, if he's got to play mistake free football. You know, he's known even I look at the the game versus the Bears earlier in the year. Here they come out the second half. He throws that interception to Kendall Vidor on a bootleg naked that should never happen. You know, so he makes some uncharacteristic miscues that are really untimely uh, for Kirk Cousins. Again, him winning in primetime. I like their offensive line. I certainly love the the tight end and the trade they made with Detroit for Hawkinson. Jefferson is incredible, and they've got a good running back in Delvin Cook. So their skilled position players are pretty good. So it really relies on the decision-making of Kirk. So they can get into track meet if they need to, but defensively, they're just they're not there. I, I really am a big fan of Ed Donatel, but it's probably going to take more than just one year for him to get all the pieces in place defensively. No doubt. And Ed Donatel, the former the Bears secondary yep. coach as well. So Bears fans and uh, you and I, Jim, obviously familiar with Ed Donatel and his his ways and his motivational tactics as well. I should uh, make it clear, the phone lines are open. If you have a Bears question or a Bears thought that you want to run by Jim Miller or me, Mark Grody, we're opening them right now, 312-644-6767, or about the games yesterday. Like I said, I didn't watch them closely because I did my work at House Hall yesterday, then I was off to my Thanksgiving stuff, but certainly, and you know, Jim did the broadcast of the Bills and Lions, if you'd like to talk about the NFL at large, 312-644-6767, so your calls are absolutely welcome. The Bears at the Jets on Sunday. Jim, I don't know where you stand with everything that has gone on with with Justin Fields and the injury that he has, having been limited in practice the last couple of days. Have you ever had that injury similar to what he has, and do you think he could or should play on Sunday? Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, well, first off, football players are paid to play football, right? If they can play, then you play. And I think that's what uh, basically Matt Eberflus said. You, you just saw Josh Allen play yesterday. He's played two weeks with an ulnar, ulnar collateral ligament issue, right? He yeah. played. Yeah. Right? So if you if you can play, you, you play. That's what football players are played to do. Yes, I have played with that injury. I've uh, separated my non-throwing shoulder, my left shoulder. Uh, this was back in college. I had a third-degree separation. So it's really a pain tolerance issue mm-hmm. is what it is. And much like Josh Allen, if if you can play, then you 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 play. You put a donut on it. You <laughs> you try to go out there. You play smart. You protect yourself. And I think that's what Josh Allen has done for the Bills. You know, you look at last week and their victory, and they they had a rough week, man. Think of the Bills. You know, they get the snowstorm. They got to come to Detroit. They had no practice at all. They they basically did it virtually, and then they beat the the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> right, and this guy's playing with a a, a ligament issue himself. Yeah. yeah. And he went out there and played, and they got the victory. But he was smart about it. You know, if you look at the Buffalo Bills, they had 400 yards of offense yesterday. 330 of it 
was through Josh Allen. Good God. 330. Yeah. This guy three weeks ago, he was averaging 375 <laughs> yards a game. <laughs> wow. The whole offense goes through him. Yeah. But he played smart against Cleveland. He didn't run as much. He protected himself. Yesterday, you know, he went out and, you know, you could tell that the elbow was still an issue. He missed some passes. They dropped some passes. He was wild on some things. But Josh Allen's going to be Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And then he throws that laser beam uh, there with 23 seconds left to Stephon Diggs. And they kick a field goal. And then he, oh, and after that, he rushed for uh, 11 yards. And then they kick a field goal. <laughs> and they walk away winners. So, yeah. Do you football. think he should play? You think you think he should play? Yeah, oh, I think he should play. I think for him. Yeah, and he's a tough kid. I mean, I I like Justin Fields. I, I think he's mentally tough, but I think it's something that you got to check the box. You got to check the box. It's going to test you mentally, uh, your mental toughness as a player, and you've got to be able to manage some things. So yeah, if he's healthy enough to play, he should play. Football players are paid to play football. When I said the phone lines, like people are welcome to call, uh, Jim. Uh, they have they are lighting up right now. So in three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. If you'd like to ask Jim Miller or me, Mark or both of us a question, you want to run something by us, a question, a specific question. Uh, Jim Miller will be here until one o'clock. So feel free to jump in. Let's let's get right to it here, shall we, Jim? Are you down with that? Are you uh, ready? Are you ready for the score callers? I'm good, bro. Let's roll. Let's post let, game, uh, post uh, Turkey Day. Let's a- go. Absolutely, it's time to get serious, folks. Cesar Perez will be bringing you guys in. Let's start with Adam in Libertyville. Hi, Adam. You're on the score with Jim Miller and Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Sure. Hey, uh, just a quick question. So, uh, Jim, I, I would love your take here. I know you mentioned, uh, you know, wanting to get Fields in the game. He needs to play. Realistically, though, what are we looking for in terms of his development? What are we hoping to see? Because I think, you know, we've seen a a situation where the offensive line doesn't pass the eye test. But frankly, advanced metrics on win rate have been okay in both pass blocking and run blocking. You've got a quarterback in Justin Fields that holds the ball the longest of any quarterback in the NFL. And you've got a receiver group that, frankly, is is having a major issue trying to find separation. So, you know, asking Justin Fields, who's injured, to take the next step, you know, is, is really a uh, uh, challenging concept. But specifically, you know, if we're looking for him to take the next step, what are you looking for? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And it's a great question. Mm-hmm. I want to see Justin Fields play the game from the pocket, just like you do, right? Uh He's a mobile guy. He's very athletic. He's got a big arm. He's smart. He's tough. He's strong. He's everything you want. I want to see him play the game from the pocket. You know, just like that, uh, the 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 late two-minute drive last week that the, the Bears failed at against Atlanta. That's the time Justin, much like Josh Allen yesterday, played from the pocket and drove his team to victory. So all those things that you just said, holding the ball too long, process information, you know, you've got to be able to sit back there, dissect it all, and get it to the open guy. You know, I think that's what we have not seen yet from Justin Fields, and I think we all know a lot of the games in the NFL come down to that. They come down to a late-game drive like what Josh Allen did yesterday to win the game for your team. You know, it's 70% of the games in the NFL. I think that's what we have yet to see from Justin Fields. And I agree with everything. You just said, what, 
What is it? Why aren't they doing it then? What happened yeah. in those first five games? Well, it's it's you know I, I I've said this all along. He through training camp, nothing, nobody is gelled. All right, you sign these receivers who are mediocre, you know Pringle, whoever. You know now <laughs> they're trying to upgrade in getting guys like Chase Claypool. They're trying to upgrade with Nikhil Harry who got hurt right away. You draft Valus Jones who wasn't even there at training camp. Justin Fields hasn't worked with any of these guys, none of them, other than Mooney. And that's who he has the most rapport with, right? Him and Cole mm-hmm. Komet. So those other guys have to start getting in, involved, all right? They're now they're back at practice. They're working with one another. He'll get on the same page with Chase Claypool. He'll get to know Valus Jones Jr. a little bit more because Valus Jones is going to play. All right, he's a draft pick, and yeah. they're going to play him. That's what the Bears' whole year is about. It's about the growth and development of young players. I've said it over and over again, and that's what it's about. And so it's still – they have not worked as a unit together. It will come. Is is, is That's just my opinion. Yeah. It will come. It's just nobody wants to be patient. Everybody wants it now, oh, of course. and it's going to take some time. Yeah. So let me see if I could put, put it uh... – concisely question wise and so are you saying that it's more about the players around Justin Fields the 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 skill players the offensive line it is is it more the players around him than Justin Fields's shortcomings himself that have paused his progress in terms of being a pocket quarterback. Did they abandon that and go? Because it's been great what we have seen since the Washington game. It's been a blast to watch. But did, did they make that really distinct change because they're like, ah, Justin Fields is just not ready for this. He's just not He's not throwing, getting the ball. He's not reading the defense. Or is it because of – is it more the people around him? What's the ratio? I, I think it's everything. There's so many variables that are in play here. You know, even – say, go back to last week in the loss against Atlanta. All right, so I'm watching the second half. The Bears' offense is kind of struggling. He's a little banged up, you know, and the Bears' offensive line can't pick up a T.E. twist stunt Mm -hmm. by Atlanta. The the twist stunts, that was... (laughs) And and they suck at sacking the quarterback. They're terrible. Uh Uh-huh. They are terrible. Yeah. All right, but they knew going back, if you were to go back games... I said, I said, man, the Bears can't even pick up a, a Mike Sam or Mike Will cross dog blitz. The the offensive linemen weren't picking it up, you know, and uh, and then it rears its ugly head again against Atlanta. And Atlanta can pass rush nobody, but Dean Pease being their defensive coordinator is like, man, these guys stink at picking up twists. So let's run some twists, and then they get some sacks because the Bears offensive line can't pick it up. So. All these things compound. So it's it's the offensive line. It's the lack of experience at receiver. It's a young second-year quarterback who's learning. And all these things are happening at once. So there are a lot of variables that they need to get better at. It's not just Justin Fields. It's the O-line. It's yeah. inexperienced players who are new to the system in a new scheme. And it's going to take some time. When we come back, and that's the voice of Jim Miller, I'm Mark Rohde. We're going to take your calls, and we will get to you guys. Be patient with us. We will get to your calls, 312-644-6767. To your point about the Atlanta game, 
Luke Getze was talking about what Atlanta did. We're going to get a little bit more into the weeds on what Luke Getze said they were doing to defend Justin Fields last week. And I want to find out if that is, if what Atlanta did, and we'll hear it in deep terms from Luke Getze, if that is possibly the template going forward. So we'll hear a little bit of Luke Getze. We'll take your phone calls. And we were talking Bears until 1 o'clock with Jim Miller. I'll be here until 2 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. EQ surrounded by Bayless Jones and Cole Komet. Bayless Jones in motion now. Left to right. Keeper. Fields cuts inside. Left to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Maybe you were right. Four-yarder by Justin Fields. Another rushing touchdown. That will be number seven this season for Fields. And the Bears lead 16-7 here in Atlanta. Jeff Joniak with a call on our sister station right down the hallway. WBBM Radio. I'm Mark Grody along with Jim Miller. We are here talking Bears. Jim is with us until 1 o'clock. I'll be here until 2, 312-644-6767. We've got a bunch of people on hold. They text from the 708. Grody, I know he's a commentator and analyst, but have you ever interviewed Jim Miller? You should use a segment to ask him about his time as a Bears QB, life inside Hallis Hall, soldier field grass, those hits he took from the Eagles' defense and offense uh, on the Bears. Love listening. That is from Frank. And Jim Miller probably doesn't know this, but, Jim, two of my favorite non-1980s Chicago Bears teams are, number one, 1994, because it was an improbable road victory for the Bears in the playoffs for Dave Wanstead's Bears in Minnesota. So I have a soft spot for that team. And, God, did I love the the Jim Miller-led 2001 Chicago Bears under Dick Duron, a 13-3 and season, the back-to-back Mike Brown pick sixes to win the game against Cleveland and San Francisco. I don't remember the exact order, but what a fantastic season that was, Jim, until Hugh Douglas came along and ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, well, the, part of it was my own doing because uh, Des White made a great read. Uh, Des White, if everybody remembers, was a receiver. Yes. We ran 208. It's play called 208. And the corner was sitting, and Des ran by him and waved his hand. I, if I would have thrown that ball to the back corner pylon uh, just a little bit more, uh-huh. it, would, it wouldn't have been an interception. It would have been a touchdown. It was a great play. Oh and it was God. a great read by Des White. And then lo and behold, it gets picked off and, the, you know, Hugh Douglas body slams me. He gets fine. It took me six surgeries to get my shoulder right. Wow. Had, had really screwed up my, wow. my shoulder. Oh, I was mean. It, I remember that. I was like, <laughs> I was so pissed at him, man. Like, so I'm glad we're talking this through right now. I need this. Yeah, Jim. well, I'm ready for a cage match whenever. <laughs> you know, if he wants to go, we'll go. You want to go, you want to throw. Want to talk, let's take a walk. But I'm, I'm ready to go. You know. Let, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We'll, we'll reminisce more, I'm sure, between now and 1 o'clock. But before I get out of hand, let's go to Steve in Peoria. Hi, Steve. You're on the score with Jim Miller and Mark hey, Grody. Uh, Hi there, Mark and Jim. Great talking to you. Thank you. Uh, my question sort of goes in uh, a follow-on to Jim's statement that we want to see Justin in the pocket, okay? My question is this. It sounds like if Simeon is in, that they're going to have more of a quick slant type, quick throw type of game plan, okay? 
why don't they have the same thing for uh, Justin Fields? I mean, Mustafer is a turnstile. Schofield was, uh, you know, a screen door. And uh, how can he be a pocket passer with those two interior uh, not being able to stop anything. Good question, Steve. Thank you, yeah. Jim. What do you think? I mean, we kind of touched on well, what is the chicken or the egg, in this case, the offensive yeah. line. Regardless whether it's Trevor Simeon or Justin Fields, this game demands a quick passing game yeah. because yeah. of what the Jets' defense, right? Yes. So it doesn't matter who's in there. It, the game plan would be the same regardless of who's playing quarterback because that's what this game commands. So your opponent dictates that, you know, and uh, I think the Bears, and I've said it all along, they're staying in their lane. They're running the football. You've got a young quarterback who typically, for quarterbacks, you know, your first year you're trying to figure it out. And Justin got thrown in there. He wasn't ready to play. He shouldn't have played last year. And this should be his first year starting because he wasn't ready to play. And I even called the Bears game in the preseason against the Buffalo Bills where he missed a Sam Blitz and almost got decapitated. Oh, my God. That was horrifying. I'm like, he didn't even know what he was seeing or what he was facing. So typically what happens for quarterbacks, your first year, you're figuring out your offense. Your second year, you're now understanding defenses and what they're presenting. By your third year, you put it together and you should be hitting the, the ground running. And by your fourth year, now you're taking off. So use Josh Allen as an example. Mm-hmm. He struggled his first year in Buffalo. He was blowing gaskets, making dumb decisions, dumb reads, but athletically he's the most talented guy in the field, much like Justin Fields. Okay, and then the second year he's starting to put it together. They go to the playoffs. He blows a game against Houston where he completely was blowing gaskets out there. And the coach said, hey, you, you got to put this together. And so Justin, this year, he's going to make his mistakes, but by next year, he'll start to understand defenses and what he's being presented, and now he'll be able to start attacking them. It's And he's in a completely new scheme. So again, nobody wants to hear this. Nobody wants to be patient. Let the young man grow and develop. So if he plays against the Jets on Sunday... I want to see him get the ball out of his hand because it's going to be the quick passing game, no different than what Trevor Simeon's going to have. Mm -hmm. He's got to go through these things. He's got to see it. He's got to learn it. He's got to experience it. And even if he's banged up and he's hurt, he's got to negotiate it. It's part of the deal. Josh Allen just did it. Why can't Justin Fields do it? Amen. And he's got the skills. I mean, that's – that's the thing. Like, not everybody has to be a great pocket quarterback. But the thing is, and I think this is what you're saying, Jim, and this is certainly what I believe. He's got it in him. He's got it in him yeah. to be a great pocket passer. You know, I mean, we're not just saying this. Like, make yeah. this, take this guy who should be a running quarterback and force him to be a pocket guy. No, the the, the arm strength is there. It's all there. It's just not there yet. You know what I mean? That's, like he's got that is he's, correct. he's got the skills to do it. There are guys that if they were with the Bears and and like like Trubisky, like like it never looked like the arm talent or the ability to read a defense like that that faded away from me. With Justin Fields, it's it's not. It's all there. It just needs to be honed. Yeah, but but you know, even with Trubisky, you know, he's you had a coach that wanted him to be Patrick Mahomes when he's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right. right. And so 
you, you got to cater your offense to the skills of what you're able to do. And Getze is doing that with Justin Fields. Everybody sees it. He guy just rushes for 178 yards. He's setting records that nobody's ever done. Right. Because the coach knows who the player is exactly. right now. Exactly. And now when the player does develop into a pocket passer and he can do all the things, it will expand. It will grow. It will they'll be able to do all of those things because Justin Fields is able to do it and he'll have a line that's able to do it and that's when it'll all come together. But it's not there yet, as you said. Yeah, let me play something from Luke Getzi. This is from yesterday. And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but Getzi gets pretty specific on this on what Atlanta did to the Bears using their their defensive ends and their safeties. And then, Jim, I want to get your reaction to it, explanation, and see if it, it sounds right to you. Here's Luke Getze. Yeah, he said after the game, Justin, that the, the Atlanta played a lot of quarters, and then he and David talked about they were charging the mesh and you know, making the zone reads a little more difficult. What what The way Atlanta played you guys, what were those challenges? In our, or is that the type of thing you think other teams might try? Yeah, no, I thought we... We really countered it pretty well, you know. The what, what the mesh charge kind of just, you know, makes you make a decision quicker. And so, uh, you know, he had that bubble. If you remember the bubble, he kind of it became a lateral. You know, you wish you would hand that off in the mesh charge situation. But other than that, I thought the guys handled it pretty well. Uh, the backs and and Justin both. And so, yeah, you always have to have a plan for a bunch of different ways. You can get uh, you can get the mesh charge. You can get the, the the surfing technique. You can get the bend and chase. And so we can get you can get a lot of different techniques that we have to be ready for each week. Jim, what did you think of that? Yeah, the, the Bears do have to be prepared for that. Like I said, the, the twist stunts, that's hurt the Bears earlier in the year. And so teams are going to run what you're unable to pick up because you haven't stopped it yet. You know, and, you know, when you talk about quarters coverage, you know, for, for the listeners out there, quarters coverage, all that is is each debate. So imagine four defensive backs. You've got your corner, your left corner, your safety, mm-hmm. free safety, your strong safety, your corner. All right, quarters coverage. They each have a quarter of the field. Mm -hmm. That's all that means. So the weakness is the flats. The flats. All right, that is the vulnerable area because your linebackers, it's hard for them if they're in the box to buzz out there to get to the flats. So you've got to pepper the flats in order to get them out of that that quarters coverage and get them to to react is all that is. And so it's it's just a way of how you've got to attack defense. That's why they were, Coach said, a bubble. A bubble is a flat play, right? It attacks the flat area that you're trying to uh, to exploit. And so the, the Bears just have to execute it better. You know, that last series was just kind of chaotic. I mean, it looked like it was going to be a draw play to the running back, and then Justin runs up in there. So that, to me, was just a wasted play because it wasn't communicated correctly. And then he rolls to the left and, of course, hurts his uh, shoulder. And there was a block miss on yeah. that play, too. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that's the irony that when they're running those plays to the edge, to the, to the sideline, those are designed so the quarterback doesn't have to take a hit, to, to right. Get, right, to get out of bounds. And if everybody is blocking, uh, and there was a block missed by Braxton Jones. So that, you know, and, and yeah, I was like everybody. Like, the, it just didn't seem like. They had the the, – because if you're game planning all week with your running quarterback, all of a sudden you get to a spot where you need to throw the ball and you just don't have that in your arsenal. And that kind of what it is? 
Yeah, I, and I think that's just that's an area that they need to improve. Justin's got to grow. He's, again, a second-year quarterback, and he'll learn all those things, and he'll be able to do that. I mean, we, we've seen it in college. He's been able to do it. He's got all the talent in the world. He's a smart kid. He doesn't make uh, typically the same mistake twice. Uh, there's a lot of looks he still has not seen that he's going to put in his mental Rolodex where he'll file it away, and then the next time that it happens, it's called recall where, oh, I've kind of been here before. <laughs> I'm trying to do this, Yeah. now I'm going to combat it with this. And so he'll get there. Yep. He's he's too good of a player. Hey Amen. Let's go to Wayne in Oswego. Wayne, thanks for holding on, man. What's your question? Mark Grody. Wait. My friend, is Wayne in Lafayette? Man, oh. I don't know where Oswego is. I've oh. never been there. I see Oswego <laughs> on my phone over here. Hey. It's good to hear from you, Wayne. Oh, my God. Hey, how you doing, my friend? Oh, great. Hey, happy Jim happy Miller. Thanksgiving. Yep, got Jim Miller here. What's up, Wayne? the greatest talk to Jim. Hey, you guys, you guys. Uh, one thing, Grody, did your shrimp make the trip yesterday? My shrimp made the trip. Yeah, I had to keep it in my car Every while day. I was at Alice Hall, and uh, luckily it, it stayed frozen. I, I still had to thaw it out once I got to the party, but thanks for asking, Wayne. Happy, happy for that. Hey, got a couple things for you guys. One thing, right down the road here is uh, Aiden O'Connell in Purdue. He's an, he played high school ball up there in Chicago area. He gets over 300-some yards passing. You think he might be worth a look at a later round uh, draft pick? And also, when the Colts played the Jaguars, first game, they got blown out. The second game, your man Greg Doyle, he was talking about this in, in the paper, about how the second time around the, the Colts went to hurry up and no huddle, and they beat beat Jacksonville. Do you think that would be good? Are the Bears good enough to run that, and you think that would be good in the next couple, three games for them to play, Jim and, and Mark? Well, I, I, I wouldn't want to run hurry up against the New York Jets and in what they do. One, they're, they're, there's no reason to. Their, their offense is struggling. Um, you know, it, you know, it, it, there are certain times in a game where you can do it. Like typically when you go hurry up, you want to keep their defensive personnel on the field. All right. You feel that you've got mismatches where, all right, let's hurry up. Let's keep this. This is a certain guy we want to attack and we're going to up, up tempo because they're not going to make substitutions because they're right where you want them to be. Um, so I don't think the, the Bears need to do that against the Jets. There are some games that call for it, you know, like uh, – you know, where if you want to, you know, attack certain areas uh, of a team because you think their base offense is, is an area you want to attack and the personnel groupings that they have on the field that you feel you can exploit. But I, I don't think this is a game to do it uh, against the New York Jets. No, no, I don't think you want to play that against one of the, the top defenses in in the National Football League. But, Wayne, we appreciate your, your thoughts on that. And that is the voice of Jim Miller. I'm Mark Grody. After a break, more of your calls. We've got a couple lines open, 312-644-6767. I also want to ask Jim a question about the Bears' defense. We're going to listen to Allen Williams and the, the Bears' inability to get to the quarterback this year. They have struggled, they have tried things, and they ain't getting home. So that is coming up as well. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Of course, I'm not going to sacrifice playing in this game for – me risking that I might not be able to play later in game, so I'm not gonna, you know, sacrifice playing this game to, and I, and I'll get hurt and then have to sit out, you know, two or three more weeks after that. So again, just you know, seeing how my body feels, listening to my body, you know, making sure I'm not, you know, forcing anything and stuff like that, and you know, just seeing how it goes. Justin Fields and the Bears will be hitting the practice field about 10 minutes from right now out in Lake Forest. Matt Eberflus scheduled to speak at 1:40. 
it is just before that that the injury report will come out, so we'll have a better idea. My guess is that he's going to be Fields will be designated as a game time decision, so I don't know if we'll have closure, but there will be designations. We'll find out if he is a considered a full participant in practice or not today, and I will definitely let you know when that uh, goes down. And along with Jim Miller. I am Mark Grody, 312-644-6767. We are taking your phone calls on the Bears, and let's get right back to it and start with Ron in Washington. Hi, Ron. You're on the score with Miller and Grody. Hey, Mark and Jim. Great talking to you guys. Hope you guys are having a great holiday weekend. Thank you. So I had a question about the Atlanta game at the end there. It appeared to me and my friends when we were watching the pick that Justin threw that he might have been looking at Mooney coming on the crosser behind Montgomery. He kind of floated it. It looked like he was going to maybe go to Mooney. Montgomery jumps up, tips it, ultimately gets intercepted and picked off. I know he – Oh, there he goes. Jim, what would you think? Yeah, well, I think Justin already said he was going to uh, David Montgomery. He was trying to go to the check down. So, you know – it's his non-throwing shoulder. That's really your your arm that where you got to pull it through in order to get the ball down. I mean, you never want to throw high to running backs because typically they they wear bigger shoulder pads. It's you know anytime you throw it above their heads, you're going to be in in the you know the that what should I say? What unfolded is going to happen where you get a right. tight ball. So yeah, that is the keep, result. Anytime you throw to a running back, you want to put it at their face mask or at their chest or minimum at their uh, belt line, all right? That's where you want it to, to be. And, and Justin was trying to go to him whether he could pull, whether he could or could not pull down through his left shoulder because he was injured, I think would probably be uh, the issue on that one. Otherwise, you just got to make it a dart throw where you just kind of throw it like a dart and put it yeah. right on him in, in his face mask. But I think Justin even said he was trying to go to David Montgomery. Let's go to Brian, in, and he did. Let's go to Brian in Twin Lakes. Hi, Brian, you're on the score. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm working right now. I'm a UPS driver, so you gotta bear with me here. Um, anyway, I had a couple questions. One was mostly Justin Fields, but listen to you guys talk. I had one about offensive line question. I've never played football, so it's hard for me to relate to some of this stuff. But Jim Miller said these guys aren't picking up on stunts and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So my question is, is it a technique thing? Or are they just not good enough to get this done? Yeah, well, one, I think you got to be a savvy player. A lot of times when you go up to the to line of scrimmage and the quarterback's going through his cadence, the defensive line is going to give you tips, all right? So depending on their stance, or maybe the, the defensive tackle is maybe off the ball a little bit more, like say on a TE stunt, which is a tackle and defensive end twist uh, that they run, and they'll give you clues. All right, and then of course the the tackle and the guard have to communicate to one another. It's like, hey man, even before the snap, they say, hey man, watch the te stunt. It's coming, you know, just by their alignment. They, they weren't identifying it's, it though, were they? I mean, there there wasn't right, yeah, there, I, there. I don't think well, there was the communication. Yeah, clearly when the guard goes out and he's still blocking the the <laughs> the defensive tackle yeah. when he knows that he's setting up the defensive end to come underneath. You know, so that's what you have to call. You have to pass that off, and the guard has to feel that. All right. Well, why is this defensive tackle going all the way out to the right tackle and beyond? And well, 
ding, ding, ding. I may have to pick up the defensive end <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. now crossing and coming over. So, yeah. you know, you, you've got to expect that thing. you got to expect those things. One, it'll be on tape. All right? So your your opponents, whether they're capable of doing it. And, of, co- of course, because the Bears have struggled to do it, teams are going to run it until they're able to show that they can pick it up. So, you know, and Dean Pease, the reason why he's doing it, because he saw earlier in the year, the Atlanta Falcons have no pass rush, zero at all. They're like dead last in the league in sacks. And so Dean Pease says, all right, well, how do I manufacture it? We feel that we can get some some sacks or, minima, or minimally we can get pressure on Justin Fields by running some defensive stunts because the Bears O-line have struggled to pick up defensive stunts. So we're going to throw it at them because they haven't shown that they can block it. Yeah, it's an, and it's, then they got three sacks. It's Three it's, sacks. Yeah, they did. And it, it's, it was the obvious thing to do by Dean Pease. He did it, and his for, for his sake, the, his players were able to execute it. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Bears defense, too, because they only have 15 sacks this year. They're not getting home. We're going to play some Allen Williams in a little bit. But let me take – one more call because this will mean if we if we take Kevin in Northbrook, which we're about to do, we will have finished our first bank of phone calls, and then we can go back to the top because we are refreshing as we speak. Let's go to let's do it. Let's go to Kevin in uh, Northbrook. What's up, Kevin? You're on the score. Yeah, gentlemen. I, my question is, where did the Bears doctors go to medical school? Was it uh, South Central Louisiana State? Whoa, 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 whoa! Why do you say that? Well, wait, let me finish. How can the most important person in Hallis Hall, he's hurt, and he gets cleared to practice? He's, he's, well, he's practicing on a limited basis. I promise you those Bears doctors out there have no interest in putting the franchise quarterback, or at least we think he is, the franchise quarterback in danger. So I kind of disagree with that premise. And I know it's fun to, to rip on medical staff, but I don't – I can't believe that those doctors would be interested at all in taking a chance. And in fact, they're probably the voice of reason. Well, then what, Mike, here's another question. Why don't they sit him? He's hurt. Sit him for the rest of the year. I know, Jim, you're going to disagree with me, but that means the Bears are picking second next year. That means Will Anderson on the line, defensive line for the next 15 years. <laughs> Kevin, thanks for the call. Jim, what do you, what do you think? One, why you, why you, would, would you want to sit Justin Fields for the rest of the year? All right, that, that's the only he, – he's got to grow. He's got to develop. Again, football players are paid to play football. Yeah. So, And I'll admit, Jim, I, I'm more in the camp of I, – I, I would like to see him sit this week, but not – like a lot of people are into the, well – you, you sit them for the next three weeks because you could sit them this week and then the Green Bay game, and then you have the bye. Which get, and I'm like, no, 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 no. He's got a separated shoulder. Do you think that Justin Fields is the only player to play with a separated shoulder? <laughs> right. Like I said, Josh Allen's out there playing with a now, that was collateral. A, that was a great comp. I mean, that's, that's a yeah, – that that Should Buffalo sit Josh Allen? He's 80% of their offense. They're yeah. not sitting Josh Allen. Football players are paid to play football. Yeah, I mean, what, the leg thing kind of scares me a little bit too, but I guess the argument can be made with well, that as I well. Think even for that, even for Justin Fields, and I said this to Anthony Heron when we did the post game. typically when you play in indoor stadiums, and every stadium is ventilated differently, we, we all understand that, but t- once the crowd comes in there, it becomes like a sauna. 
yeah. it becomes like a sauna and you start to perspire and you sweat and you know so for Justin and maybe it's something the Bears need to monitor and I played with a lot of players that did this they knew that that how much they perspire in a game they would get an IV at halftime they would get an IV wow. before the game and they would get an IV at halftime to make sure they didn't have any cramping issues because yeah. you you learn again you have to check these boxes so to speak so that you don't run into future problems and players would monitor that they know their bodies and so hey man i i feel i'm starting to cramp up hey i want an iv at halftime you tell the trainers and you get it done so that you don't have any problems in the second half so that's something that maybe justin needs to know about himself because he's exerting himself more more offense is going through him there's more demands on his body so you've got to preserve your body and protect your body and know your body in order to deal with those things. That's Jim Miller. I'm Mark Grody. When we return, we will continue on with your calls at 312-644-6767. This is a good time to get in as we get to our second bank of phone calls with Jim Miller. And I'm going to play some Alan Williams for Jim, too. We're going to figure out why the Bears defense has not been able to get home and how to perhaps remedy that that themselves in doing what other defensive coordinators do what you have to do to get to the quarterback. So we will cover all that coming up. Miller and Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 